help us to stop our opponent. We need to stop your opponent. How can we stop him? We have the word. We have resistance. Uh, we have uh, uh, the blood of Jesus. We know now how to pray effectively. But there's one more weapon that all of us have that God has given to us that the devil seems to want to hinder uh, hinder us in this certain area. Did you all know that praise, praise, praise is another weapon that stops the war against your mind? An avenger is someone that retaliates against you. Uh, have you ever have you ever felt uh, attacked by some unseen force uh, after you stepped out? In faith, it just seems like when you start depending on God and stepping out by faith and make up your mind that you're going to trust the word of God. It just seems like the attack get greater and greater. Uh, the attack comes from un- unforeseen uh, force. Of course, we know we wrestle not against flesh and blood. All right. We, we wrestle against unseen forces. Praise is another weapon that can stop the warfare against uh, our mind. And if you if you've ever felt that unseen force, you need to know that was that was the avenger, the avenger uh, that was Satan, your enemy, because he he hates Satan hates true obedience to Christ. And it will retaliate against your faithfulness by attacking your mind. He don't want us to be faithful to God, faithful to his word. You don't want that. So in order to try to stop us, he'll do it by trying to attack our mind. But can I encourage all of us tonight that when he does, use your mighty weapon of praise to shut him up your weapon of praise. Not only will it shut him up, it'll shut him down. Write down this scripture and go to it because this is very important. Psalms 8 and 2. Psalms 8 and 2. Scripture declares something. Look what it says. It says, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained Strength. Now you have to understand that that word strength in this contact, in this context, mean praise. All right. And so hast thou ordained praise because of thine enemies that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger that thou mightest. What's this? Steal the enemy and the avenger. Now, when you look at when you look at this text and see that thou hast ordained strength, okay, uh, uh, you need to know that the word strength is the Greek word as, meaning mighty praise, mighty praise, and so mighty praise stops the enemy every time. Okay, the word Oz also points to 
might, power, and strong, loud praise. I don't want y'all to miss that. All right. Strong, loud praise. Now, oftentimes we, be, we, we become confused when we talk about, you know, praising God. Praising God doesn't always mean that you got to be running around the church and making a whole lot of noise and sweating and and spitting and doing all that stuff and twirling around and doing cartwheels down the center aisle. Now, if that's how you praise him, that's fine. I'm not I'm not against that. But oftentimes we feel that, you know, if a person doesn't do that, that they're really not praising the Lord. Praise. When you look at that word praise, praise is just uh, uh, admiration. It's uh, applause. It's 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 commendation. All of that is inclusive in the word praise. But now watch this. When we do it, uh, remember that 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 word strength comes from the word, uh, the Greek word as meaning mighty praise. In other words, we give God our very best. Uh, uh, if we're going to defeat the enemy through praise that come up against us and try to come up against our mind and our imaginations, we're going to have to give God a mighty praise, a powerful praise, a strong praise. Uh, I don't really want to talk about too much about praise tonight because that's not really the gist of the lesson, but I do need to let you all know that uh, uh, Pray, your praise don't belong to you. Some of y'all may think it's your praise. In other words, I praise him when I feel like it. I praise him when I get ready to. No, a, a, a scripture says it's his praise. Praise belong to God. <laughs> Did you all not know praise belong to God? God, God just allows us the opportunity to praise him. All right. He, he, he just affords us. He, he grants us the opportunity to praise him because he doesn't need our praise. God don't need your thank you. He don't need your glory. God don't need your hallelujah. But when I think about how frail I am and so undeserving. All right. But yet he allows me the opportunity to come before his presence and give him praise, I need you all to know we ought to take every advantage because not only does he give us the opportunity, but then he lets us know that praise become a powerful weapon. It becomes a powerful weapon against the enemy that tries to come up against our minds. And so, and so now you know, now you know, now you why now you know why the devil attacks your zeal. He, he, he tries to attack your your passion and your enthusiasm in praise and worship. He he like Sunday morning, you know, I got to go there when we praise it and magnifying God. He wants you to just look at the screen. He he wants you to, to, to look at everybody else and see what they're doing. That's what he wants to distract you 
All right. He's he he's good at it because he understand that praise is a mighty weapon against his assignment. I'm going to say that again. Praise is a mighty weapon against his assignment. Whatever assignment that he has for you, when you start praising him, sometimes we ought to stop talking about it so much and just start praising God because praise is a mighty weapon. Praise, here's what it does. It exalts God and it puts down the enemy. You might want to write that down. My praise exalts God and puts down the enemy. That's what it does. The enemy wants us to discuss it and get upset about it and, 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 and the whole nine yards. No, let's praise. Because when I praise God, it exalts God in the midst of what I'm going through. And while I am exalting God, it's bringing down the enemy. So go ahead, go ahead, sing that melody in your heart. You might not even know all the words. Sing it anyhow. Put that out of your own. Grab you a CD. Well, CDs are kind of old nowadays, but some of us still have them. I still have cassettes. I got. I just. I still got some cassettes. They got some good praises on there, uh, brother Connor, Connor, Connors. And what I've done was I bought a tape recorder that will turn them into MP3s because they're good praise. Put on a praise song. Lift your voice. Fill your life with praise. Fill your life with praise. Did you not know that worship, worship belongs to you? Use it and steal the avenger, steal the devil. Make him stop right in his tracks by giving him praise. I said worship belongs to you. Now, the reason I said worship belongs to you, I didn't say that we worship you. I said it belongs to you. God has given you the authority and the power to worship him, worship him in the beauty of holiness, worship God because of of who God is. And when we really learn who God is, we praise God for what he's done for us. We worship God because of who he is. And sometimes we don't feel like praising them. Let's just be transparent. Sometimes it's too hot to praise them. Y'all know that. We be trying to breathe and we, some of us sweat just sitting down. That's okay. We don't feel like praising them, but we worship God because of who he is. All right. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Notice you can't worship him in your flesh. That's why some of y'all sit and look at the screen because you're depending on your flesh. 90% of the time, flesh ain't going to feel like praising God. I know that's a high number, but I know, but sometimes flesh don't feel like praising God. You got, but when you worship him because of who he is, then you worship him because, because you know him. How do I know him? Because I have a relationship with him. All right. And so my worship is not predicated upon what I have or don't have. God is still worthy. He's worthy to be worshiped. 
Okay, he's Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider, Jehovah Nisi. All right. And so, and then let me say this, and then I'm going to move into the into the lesson for tonight. You have to understand that worship is the climax of praise. Uh Uh-oh. You know, that's why it makes it kind of hard for me to just stop right now and tell everybody, raise your hand and start worshiping the Lord. Some of y'all minds is still trying to tune in the Bible study. Come on, some of y'all trying to digest your dinner. Y'all, come on, come on, stick here with me. Some of y'all saying, I hope you don't go over because I haven't eaten. Some of y'all gonna be watching your watch the whole time that I'm talking. You're not in the frame of mind. Come on, some of y'all had a rough day. You've had meetings. We've been you've been looking at screen the screen all day long. You're not there. You're not there. And that's the reason why I say that you keep a praise on the inside. And when you keep a praise on the inside, it don't take you long. It don't take you long to worship God in spirit and in truth. And so we have the word. We have unyielding determination. We have pleading the blood of Jesus. And we have effective prayer. And we have our praise. You put those together. And I promise you, you'll have a winning combination against the enemy coming against your mind. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Now, I want to talk to you all tonight. That was the introduction. I want to talk to you all tonight. Uh, uh, Let's move forward. I want to challenge us tonight. I want to challenge us. All right. I need you all to put your thinking caps on. All right. I need you to write fast because so you can take good notes so you can go back over uh, what I'm what I'm talking about. If you have any questions, write it in the chat box. Write it in the chat box. All right. If pastor don't get too excited, I'll check uh, the chat box. Where dreams live. That's how I want to start. Where dreams live. <clears throat> okay. And I think all of you all will agree with me that imaginations can change the world. In fact, it can change your world. Okay. In fact, the world and history have already experienced change through someone's imagination. From the car we drive to the home we live in to the clothes we wear, all have experienced the fruit of the creative power of imagination. Somebody thought about it. All right. We are benefiting from somebody's imagination. Well, did you know, did you know that the Holy Spirit uses your imagination to prophesy your future? I'm going to say it again. The Holy Spirit uses your imagination to prophesy your future future. Mark the ninth chapter, verse 23. And I want you to uh, uh, really, this is going to be the base of tonight. Mark 9 and 23. Look what Jesus taught. Jesus taught all, Jesus said unto him, if thou believest, believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. I want you to get that. All things 
much, not some things, not the majority of things. All things are possible to him, and he didn't have a gender problem, to him or her that believeth. Can you imagine that? I, I, I want you to imagine that. Can you, can you imagine that? That all things, get it in your spirit, all things are possible to him that believe it. So, 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 so can you, can you, can you, can you, can you see yourself walking out the promises of God for your life? Can you see, can you, can you visualize it? Can you see yourself living in victory? I'm not talking about having victory over a certain situation on Monday and then another one on Thursday and then another one on Sunday. I'm talking about living in victory. Can you, can you, can, can you see it making a difference with your life? Jesus, he says, all things are possible to him that believeth. And so, and so, and so God, watch this, he created you with a unique ability to see prophetic possibilities. I want you to write that down, prophetic possibilities. Now, y'all, please don't let that word prophetic uh, 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 disturb you. I'm not trying to make no profit out of nobody tonight. So you're not going to be no prophet or no prophetess, uh, Dr. Howe. Not tonight, not because of this lesson. It's not going to happen. But all of us, all of us, and I need y'all to get this, God created us with a unique ability to see prophetic possibility. We can call that, uh, 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 write this down, seeing capacity imagination. Seeing capacity imagination. Because <clears throat> when you look at when you look at imaginations, imaginations create images of your future. I'm gonna go slow tonight because I want y'all to catch this. Imaginations create images of your future. Not only that, it creates also possibilities of a better tomorrow, <laughs> okay? They can be prophetic, direct, and give hope. Your, your imagination can, I'm gonna say it again, your imagination can be prophetic, direct, and give hope. <laughs> to understand prophetic imagination is to understand God's design for his sons and daughters. God created you a spirit-led believer, not just a spirit-born believer. Don't miss that. He created us as spirit-led believers not just spirit born believer. Okay, I know we all must be born again. You must be born again. Some people have been born again of the spirit, but there's a difference in being born again of the spirit 
and being led by the spirit. Okay. And, and so throughout these lessons that, uh, that we've had, I, 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 I have taught how to cast down thoughts and imaginations that, that war against our minds. Okay. I want to deal with prophetic imagination. Now, when you look at the word prophetic, okay, all it is is just visionary, far-sighted. It deals with perspective. Uh, when you look at the prophets, prophets were those who would foretell, okay? That's what a prophet was. He foretold the future. When we use the term prophetic, we're just saying visionary, far-sighted. How far can you see? Okay. How far can you see? So let's 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 dig into this prophetic imagination. The power of prophetic imagination is part of your human design. You were created with the ability to be led by the spirit of God. Watch this. In your inner man and created with the capacity to see all things possible within your, don't miss this word, redeemed imagination. <laughs> That's very important. All things possible within your redeemed imagination. So creation and the ability to bring forth is a part of the nature of God who created all things from an image he saw and brought into being. Once again, when God created the world, he created the world, what? With nothing. God had to imagine. <laughs> you don't like to think about it like this, but God had to imagine what he wanted. Okay? And, and then he, he, he spoke it. Now, you know, you, you know, scripture says, and we quote it all the time, Speak those things that are not as though they were. When you really think about that scripture, in order for you to speak it, you have to think it. Uh-oh. If you did not think it, you would not speak it. So he says, speak those things that are not as though they were as if they already exist. Come on, y'all stick with me here tonight. Okay? And, and so we were created with the ability to create. Uh-oh. That's in a lost his mind. He thinks he's trying to make us God. No. We are made in the what? Image of God. Okay. He wouldn't tell us to speak those things if it was not possible for us to do it. But it, it only becomes possible within our redeemed imagination. 
And that's the reason why a lot of folk be speaking stuff and it don't come to pass. Because <laughs> they're speaking out of their flesh. Now, let me just say this for the rest of the lesson. I'm, I'm speaking on a spiritual level, y'all. Okay, let me just make that plain. So I don't need y'all speaking no Range Rovers and SUVs tonight because you're going to have to go to another Bible study to get that. <laughs> okay. Now watch what, <clears throat> look in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. Man, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. Look what it says. It says, I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ah, let me say it again. I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you all something. Before you can unlock prophetic imaginations within, you need to understand your spirit design. All right? You have to understand your spirit design. As a born-again believer, you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. I'm going to say it again. As a, as a born-again believer, you are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. I'm getting ready to throw you off track. Because your body is not you. Uh-oh. Your body is not you. We put more time in these bodies and the more time we put in, the more time we have to put in. <laughs> but listen, your body is not you. Your body is only the house that your spirit lives in. What if we put as much attention to the spirit man as we did to the body. We dress the body every day. What if we dress the spirit? We feed the body every day. What if we fed the spirit man? Okay, your body is not you. Before, before you were born again, watch this, your spirit man was separated from the life of God. Fact of the matter is, just write this scripture down. Time won't allow me to go to it. Ephesians 2 and 1. Paul says it was dead in trespasses and sin. Okay? But here's the good news. When you repented of your sins and you asked Jesus to come into your heart, your spirit man came alive. Somebody ought to put in the chat, my spirit man is alive. <laughs> the devil don't want your spirit man to be alive. But you are saved. Your spirit man is alive. 
All right? And as I taught earlier, you became a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. All things have become as new. Now you should, watch this, you should be able to see God's word working in your life. God's word ain't for your body. <laughs> Come on. It's for your spirit man. And so therefore, once you see God's word working in your life, you can now image all things possible to him that believeth. That, that is the power of, of prophetic imagination. Seeing God's word working in my life, now I have an image that all things are possible. Watch this. How are they possible? Not because I can make them possible through the flesh. He makes them possible through the spirit. And so as we connect with and utilize the power of uh, uh, prophetic imagination, then we enter into the realm of all things possible. Then our life begin to change. Our attitudes will change. We'll have a different perspective on life. Let me tell you this. Prophetic visionaries see life differently. <laughs> prophetic visionaries see life differently. Okay, as, as, as a believer, you have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. Not only do you have the mind of Christ, but you have the ability to control your imaginations and to direct them in a positive way, in a positive way. Okay. You, how do I do that? Pastor, how do I do that? How do I direct? How do I direct my imaginations in a positive way? I'm glad you asked. You do that by right this. Watch this. Writing the vision and making it plain so you can set goals for attainment. See, that's part of our problem. We go through life with no goals. We just get up in the morning. <laughs> Most of us know what our entire day is going to be. You know what time you're going to eat. You know what time your shows come on. You know what time you're going to start dozing off. So you start heading to the bedroom so you don't fall on the floor. Okay? But, 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 let, 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 come on, I, I want y'all to get this. You have to write the vision, make it plain so that you can set goals. And can I tell you something? It don't matter how old you are, you don't get too old to set goals. You, you all have seen a 75-year-old, 80-year-old people go get their high school diploma, walk across the stage. They set goals to do it. So as a born-again believer, you have power over the imaginations in your heart. You have power. Uh-oh. 
I know we say if the Lord don't do it, then I know it can't be done. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You have power. If you are saved, you have power. We have power to control our imagination. Oh, the devil keep talking to me. You know what? I heard this the other day, and I, oh, I thought it was so wonderful. The devil keep talking to me. You know, can I tell you guys something? The devil is not talking as much as we're saying he's talking. I'm going to say it again. The devil is not talking as much as we say he's talking. The devil spoke four times in the Bible. Now, if he only spoke four times in the Bible, how did he talk to us so much? Uh Uh-oh. He talked in the garden. Okay. He talked to twice in the garden, he 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 talked to Jesus to, to God in, in in the Job story. And the only reason why he talked to God was because God asked him a question. <laughs> so 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 stop talking about how much the devil is talking. Okay? That could be your imagination. Stop promoting him. The more we talk about him, the more we promote him. Come on, we know we're covered by the blood of Jesus. We are children of the most high God. We're not scared of the devil. My mother said he ain't nothing but a bomb. All right, so now we know who and what he is. Let's move on. Now, go to Psalms 139, 14. This is Bible study. You have the possibility to image. You have the possibility to make it happen. Look look what scripture says in Psalm 139, 14. He says, I will praise thee. And here's the part I want to get to. He says, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on, tell yourself that. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Huh. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Quit being so hard on yourself. We are wonderfully, and uh, another translation says, amazingly and miraculously. I am amazingly made. And because I am amazingly made, that makes me amazing. Okay, what you think about me? Come on, somebody. You have to go with what scripture says about you, not what other, aren't you glad? Okay, let me move on. No, aren't you glad you don't have to be who people say you were? What if you was everything you was called? Don't let your mind go back too far, y'all. Don't let it go back too far. What if you were everything that you were called? I'm not what you call me. I am who the Bible says that I am. I can do what the Bible says I can do. And the Bible says I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So it's up to you. Somebody shout, it's up to me. Stop blaming everybody else. It's up to you. Nobody's stopping you but you. Because with God, can't nobody stop you. If God be for us, who can be against us? 
And so the forming, the forming of the body in the womb is amazing. Okay, he said, you formed me. It exalts the greatness of God. God created you. He created me with prophetic imagination. The divine ability. Notice what I said. The divine. We're not rubbing no black balls and, and, and throwing salt and, 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 and chanting and doing all of that. I says he, God has created us with prophetic imagination, the divine ability to see the unseen. God would allow you to see the unseen. Uh-oh. So then that takes me further. That takes me further. I just want to encourage you all tonight and build you all up and make somebody take off running in life and being all that God wants them to be. Not necessarily what you want to be, what God. Let's talk about finding genius. What kind of genius are you? Uh-oh. What kind of genius? When we speak of genius, genius is masterminds, brilliance. I'm looking at a lot of masterminded folk. You know what I said? I'm looking at a lot of masterminded people. Okay? Every achievement starts with the imagination of man. Once again, all things are possible. I'm going to keep saying that to him that believe it. What would it be like if you could experience that truth? What would you do with your life, really? If you could really experience that truth, that all things are possible, that you are a genius, you are a mastermind, what would you do with your life if you really believe that? Okay? Did you not know that everything starts with a thought, with a dream, with a vision? With an imagination, an image of something hoped for, how many dreams have you had? I ain't talking about nightmares. I mean dreams. Y'all follow me. I ain't talking about your carnal dreams. I'm talking about dreams. How many visions have you had? Dream. You dream when you sleep. You have a vision while you awake. How many things have you seen? How many things have you imaged and hoped for? I hope Sister Pat don't, don't, don't call and get me, but I think now she's a Mary Kay consultant. Am I right? I saw you on Facebook. I said, woo, look at here. I never thought I'd see the day that Sister Pat go on Facebook live. Something that stirred her up. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Something brought her out of her shell. Y'all walk with me. But 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 I want to say to Sister Pat, have a vision for that. Don't just be a Mary Kay consultant uh, just to bring in income. Be a Mary Kay consultant to get the pink Cadillac. One of my good pastor friends here in the city, his wife, Mary, started off as a Mary Kay consultant. She was on Facebook a couple of days ago. Marvin K. Brown picking up the keys to her pink Cadillac. Paid for. Listen. It didn't just happen overnight. It took a lot of work. She had to build a team. Come on. But how many of y'all know you can do it? 
Somebody shout, Sister Pat, you can do it. If you keep God first, you can do it. Pastor can't wait to ride in that pink cat. Like, I don't know how long it's going to take, but <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I just use that as an example. All of us have had dreams. We've had visions. What has stopped us? Fear. Huh? Intimidation. Worrying about what other folk going to say. Here's the main one. Failure. If you fail at one, have another dream. <laughs> Get another vision. I had a vision that one day St. Luke would be so big. The, the inside of the church was going to be so big until the ushers were going to have to wear roller skates. Now, that was a wild vision, wild dreams. St. Luke was going to be so big until to come from the parking lot to the church. We've got the rent Greyhound buses. You guys don't laugh at me. I don't know we're going to be in a pandemic on Zoom. <laughs> but that's all right. I'll just get another dream. Are you guys following me? I'm trying to help somebody here tonight. It's not over. Every improvement in the world, every improvement was the result of someone imagining something better. God designed you with the power of prophetic imagination to use as a method for great achievement. He wouldn't have allowed us to dream and have visions if he didn't expect us to have great achievements. Now, when you look at prophets like Samuel and Gad and Asa, they were all seers and other S-E-E-Rs in the Bible. They were all serious. That, that, that's what you would read, S-E-E-R, serious. Okay. That's what they were. And here what Pastor is telling us tonight, in a sense, imagination makes all of us serious. <laughs> in a sense. No, I'm not going to give you no profit license or anything like that. But because God has given you the ability to dream, he has given you the ability to imagine. He has given you the ability to foresee. Okay? Uh, through, through imagination, ideals are formed. Songs are composed. Inventions are conceived. Okay? By imagination. Let me deal with this. Thoughts of what if are pondered. Prophetic imagination inspires one to act. Now, that's the difference. When you have a prophetic, oh, my God, imagination, you're in the spirit. Come on. That doesn't mean it has to be spiritual. No. But you are allowing God to direct your path. You're not putting that dream ahead of God. Uh-oh, come on. Don't type it, but just say, let me see your list move and say, teach pastor. Thank you. You don't put uh, that vision over studying the word of God and spending time with God. Prophetic imagination inspires one to act. To try something different or to dream of better things. Maybe you just need to try something different. 
Now, most of the time when I say that, I'm going to say, most of the time when I say something like that, I, I preach, God said go, but folk that I get letters, the Lord told me to change churches, you know, to try something different. No, no, no. That ain't what God is saying. And if you tell me the Lord told you, I'm going to tell you the devil is a liar. That's exactly what I'm going to tell you. Try something different. Move your furniture around. Something that simple. <laughs> okay? If you got you ain't been spending too much money because you ain't been going nowhere too much. Go, go buy a new set of bath towels. Change the color of the bathroom. Just, just do something. Paint one wall green and another one orange. Just do something different. It'll make you feel better. Get out of the humdrum. No, no. Do something different. Dream of better things. Come on. Don't let your mind be so wrapped up in the pandemic and the presidential election. Yes, I know it's important. I'm a vote. That's all I can do is vote. Why am I going to let that stress me out? I'm going to do my part and then that's all I can do. Pray that God would have his way. Stand on the word of God with everything that's going on. Be like David. Our testimony going to be like David. David said, I once was young, but now I'm old. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor is seed begging for bread. There was a there was a, 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 a fellow by the name of Dr. Lester who, who he actually wrote a book. And the name of the book was entitled, it was entitled Imagination. It was entitled Imagination. And he says something very profound in that book. He says something very profound. He says, in the birth of human imagination, we witness the genius of the Almighty. <laughs> in the birth of human imagination, we witness the genius of the Almighty. You all know how after the fall of Adam and Eve, but let's go back there. But that's very important. After the fall of Adam and Eve, sin entered the imagination. And so instead of all instead of images of all good things possible, corrupt imaginations entered the earth. In fact, the first murder was a result of Cain's evil imagination that fueled jealousy, anger. And afterwards, man's imagination was used for destruction, carnal lust, and rebellion against God. That's what the devil wants. That's what the devil wants. But, but, but can I tell you all something? God missed nothing. <laughs> he, he saw the power of man's imagination for both good and evil. Okay, God knows he made us when Adam sinned. He understands we can imagine bad things, carnal things, lustful things, or we can imagine good things. Uh, 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 go to go to Genesis 11 and six, because I have to point this out. I have to back that up. Genesis 11. Verse number six, it says, look what it says. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one and they have all one language and this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them 
which they have, look at the word, imagined to do. <laughs> All right. So when you look at this, just when you look at this one verse, we learn the power of human achievement through imagination had remained. Pastor, what are you talking about? The, the, the power of human achievement. <clears throat> read the read the 10th chapter and the whole 11th chapter. And really, it deals with the Tower of Babel. Okay. It deals with the Tower of Babel. Uh, uh, they had one language. They, they, you, you all know what they said they was going to do. Well, well, since you got your Bibles open, go look at verse number two. It says, and it came to pass, they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shanir and they dwelt there. Verse three, and they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. Now look at verse number four. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And and let us make us a name. Don't miss this. We're going to build a tower that's going to reach un, that may reach unto heaven. And then we're going to build ourselves a name, make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Now, I need y'all to understand that when they said that they were going to make a tower to reach heaven, that wasn't a tower so that they could climb to heaven. <laughs> I, I, I think I just need to real quick explain that verse. Basically, what they were going to do was they was going to make a tower so high and then they was going to dedicate the top of the top of the tower to the heavens. But here's how they were going to do it. They was going to do it with signs of Zodiac portrayed as visible objects of worship. So they, they were building that tower. So once it got so tall. Then they was gonna put they, they were gonna put some some visible objects. Then they would make a name for themselves. Now watch this. They they were all one. They built the tower. They imagined it, and they built it. <laughs> but look at verse number seven, because you got to be careful what you imagine, and be careful what you build. And make sure that God is in it. Because in verse 7, he said, go to, let us go down. And there confound their language. Remember, there was one language. Let's confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. Stop right there. Look at me. (laughs) Make sure God's in it. Because God's got a way. If he ain't in it, he'll stop it. We call it failure. Oh, y'all, help me, Holy Ghost. We call it failure. But God knows our ending from our beginning. And he may stop us in order to save us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse number eight. So the Lord, the very thing that they were afraid of happening to them, happened in verse eight. So the Lord scattered them abroad from this upon the face of all the earth and they left off to build the city. Watch this. Therefore is the name of it called Babel. (laughs) 
because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. That's why it's called Babel. They were babbling. Bah, 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 bah. All right? And so make sure whatever you dream and whatever you imagine, keep God in it. And you know what? If we keep God in it, it cannot help but to be blessed. Well, one more little, uh, let's go a little further and I'm going to let y'all go for the night. Because I want to encourage y'all. When we come out of this pandemic, I'm expecting to see the mighty works of God through prophetic imaginations. Us doing better. Okay? Without limits. I mean, you know, there's no limit. There's no limit of what you can do. Prophetic imagination has no boundaries and is never hindered by the lack of education. I had to bring that in. Come on. Some people think the smarter I am as far as book knowledge, the further I can go. I've seen some people do some great things that couldn't even read. So don't say I don't have a degree. I I haven't been to school that long or this, that, and the other. You automatically, that's a trick of the enemy, planting that seed. Prophetic imagination has no boundaries. With it, you can enter the past and the future. What a wonderful tool to manifest the kingdom of God in your life. After the fall of man, after the fall, man did not lose his ability to use his imagination. It just became corrupt. It could now see both good and evil. Okay. But the good news is when we see the evil in it, what we have to do, cast it down. <laughs> cast down vain imaginations. And then you have to do something else. You just can't cast it down. All right. You just can't cast it down. Then you have to redirect your imagination to think, create, and bring forth God's purpose for your life. Flip the script. We do not have to. We do not have to act upon, pursue corrupt imaginations. But we do have to redirect. In other words, all they're saying is redirect your thought process and start thinking, creating, and bringing forth God's purpose for your life. All creativity and innovation come through prophetic imagination. I need y'all to think about this. All things visible were created first in the realm of the unseen. Really, all things was created first in the realm of the unseen. The, the prophetic imagination. So God created you and I with the ability to dream and to do great things. 
And did you not know that he continues to have high expectations of us? For some odd reason, we thought God didn't have no expectations of us. I come to serve you notice tonight. God has high expectations for us. He wouldn't tell us that we had the ability to do something for us to just sit and not do it. He would not declare that he would strengthen us. He wouldn't tell us that we could do all things through him that gives us strength to turn around and watch us just do the bare minimum, just barely make it in life. No, God has high expectations for all of us. Write the scripture down, Genesis 1.27. The same thing he told Adam. He's no respecter of person. He expects us to multiply, to produce. All right, if your baby producing days is over, produce something else. I know we like to use that, you know, in the context of it, to multiply, have children. Okay, you can't have no more children, so multiply in another area. Oh, y'all, maybe I'm too deep now. He wants us to produce. He wants us to increase. And when I speak of increase, I'm not just talking about increasing in money. He wants us to increase in knowledge. He wants us to increase. He wants us to subdue. Stop being defeated. It's time to subdue. He wants us to take dominion. How many of y'all know you can't be scared and take dominion? You have to put your foot down. Let the devil know you ain't scared of him. Okay? You, 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 you get ready to dream big. He wants us to take dominion. So let me close. Let me close. As born again believers, please understand something. Please understand something. We are a part of a royal priesthood. Let's start acting like it. We, we, we are a priesthood of kings and queens. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. It ain't got nothing to do with what you're going through. You save, ain't you? Come on here, somebody. God created you with the ability to change the world, starting with your world. God's given you that ability. Nothing can stand in your way. Believe it today. Use your prophetic imagination to change your circumstances. Only you can do it. And order your life for Christ in a brand new way. Start today, brand new. God's given you the ability to do it. It's up to you. Let me say, let me say this and I'm done. Some of us, I say us, need to learn how to keep our mouth shut. 
Because we have a dream and a vision. And we want everybody to know it. It ain't everybody's business. Come on, somebody. Well, I got to tell my best friend. Your best friend might not be your best friend no more. Because that spirit, if their mind is carnal, it could, it could stir up jealousy. Come on. Y'all, we study the life of Joseph. That's what happened. Sometimes you just have to wait on God. I know it's hard to hold sometimes. <laughs> but sometimes you have to hold it. Okay? And wait on God. Dream big. Have your visions. Imagine. Let your imagination, watch this, go wild in the spirit realm. <laughs> Not in this old flesh. But in the spirit realm. I know it's a lot going on. And, and it's a lot, so much going on that it keeps our mind on what on what's happening. What's happening at home? What's happening at work? What's happening with your finances? What's happening here? Some of us got to think not only for ourselves, but for other people. But don't allow that to distract you to the point until you can't get a vision for your own life. Because what good is it that you save everybody else and you don't have a life yourself? It's not good. Now, God, I thank you for your goodness, for your love, your kindness. Thank you for your tender mercy. Share it with your people what you placed on my heart to share tonight. You have declared that your word will not go forth void, but it will accomplish what you set out for it to accomplish. God, help us. Help us, God, to not only hear the word, but help us to be doers of the word. That through you, all things are possible. God, it's not our will, but it's thine will. God, we want your will to be done in our lives. We don't want to have nothing that you don't want us to have. We don't want to go no place you don't want, want us to go. But God, whatever your will is for our life, lead us, direct us, and guide us. Keep our minds, God. Help us to keep our minds stayed on you because you've made us a promise that you would keep us in perfect peace if we keep our minds stayed on you. Now, God, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're feeling confused, 